Welcome to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm your host, Jill Bennett. This is the channel that shares ideas to help you live your best life. Because life can be beautiful if you live consciously. Welcome to this week's edition of What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm absolutely delighted this week to have with me Debbie Talalay. Good good morning, wherever you are in the world. Debbie. (laughs) Hello, Jill. Good morning. Good morning. It's really lovely. No, I'm great. Thank you. It's really lovely to have you here because I know that you're suffering a little bit with long COVID at the moment. So we really appreciate you talking to us on this today I know you've got so many so many tools and things that you do you've been um for over 30 years you've been a healer and a therapist you do theta healing you do spiritual healing you're an NLP master practitioner a kinesiologist a homeopath and just so many amazing things what started you on your journey ill health ill health Um, And one thing led to another. So um, I was an actress and I used to smoke very heavily. And um, eventually I took so many antibiotics because once you have a a job, you know, jobs are hard to get, especially for women. Once you have a, a, a part, you keep it. And so, you know, I'd I'd go up the back back of the stage to cough, or if I if it was another problem, <laughs> I'd do that as well. Anyway, um, um, I went to the doctor, and they kept giving me antibiotics. I actually had a very advanced case of candida, which nobody knew how to diagnose because it was before people knew about these things. Yes. And I went from one person to another, and nothing really did it. Uh, but eventually, eventually, I was taken kicking and screaming to a, a homeopathic portion, which was a long way from me. And I wasn't particularly polite, as I remember, uh, because I thought homeopaths were open-toed sandals, worthy, worthy, but not particularly effective. Well, I had my first appointment and the remedy he gave me, it felt like weights lifting from my shoulders which interested me. Mm. And I started to get better. It took me actually six years. I was that bad. I started to get better and I got very interested in how the mind interacts with the body and that it's not just one doctor from the head up, neck up, or and another one from the neck down. Mm. No, the, what happens in the head happens in the body and vice versa. And I, people would be trying to talk to me about theatre, television, whatever, and I'd be trying to talk about philosophy and how the mind, and I thought, you know, this, is, this doesn't work. So um, eventually I got offered a wonderful part of the Oxford Playhouse, but I've managed to get pregnant. I've been trying for an awful long time. I was 36. And uh, I said, you know, I'm pregnant. They said, we can pad you out. She's a very strong lady. So uh, I read the script and I thought, I can't grow a baby and think these thoughts at the same time. It's just not on. So I refused it. I had my son, Bobby. I enrolled in homeopathic college. I stayed up at night breastfeeding and learning Materia Medica because you might as well multitask my Absolutely. <laughs> so, and and uh, over the next four years, I became a homeopath. I opened a kiddies clinic for a five or a time. 
And people saw their children get better, no need to give them Calpol and this and that and antibiotics. They started to see their kids get better and they came themselves. And I built up a large practice. I added to my uh, uh, string, uh, my, my um, arrows. Um, I'm not making sense here. Um, by, by, <laughs> by learning uh, kinesiology along the line, by learning NLP, becoming a master prac in NLP, and then I found theta healing. And theta healing, when it was tried on me by a friend, because I'd never heard of it, cleared me of something that I thought I'd already cleared. And I could feel it leave me, uh, like when you press the um, button on your phone to send a text and it goes whoosh. And I thought, Oh, dear. That means, first of all, what I'd done before didn't work. Mm. And secondly, I'm going to have to go back to school again, which I did, which I did. And it was quite easy because all this time uh, I'd been in spiritual training. I'd been um, a trustee of a spiritual church and and I'd been training myself. And so I knew what was behind Peter. And it is the most wonderful therapy and it's instantaneous. I came across clients who I could not budge. And they were such a learning to me. Uh, and eventually I, I understood it was the God question. Mm. At the time, I am very fortunate that with the spiritual healing, I get talked to by spirit. Mm. And they tell me where to go and what to do. And without that, it, it would be... Um, very cumbersome but yeah, they it would be harder and I want to touch on that in a, in a little while on that side but but going back to the whole homeopath and you know you saying about one doctor's dealing with this and one doctor's dealing with that yeah. there, there's so much been proven now about how 70% of our immune systems in the gut and there yeah. is a gut brain axis Yes. And mental health and everything can be affected. And children with autism and ADHD can be so affected by yes. things like the diet that they have, the health. Wonderful of their studies gut. on that. Wonderful. Amazing, amazing things. So from remand I, homes. From remand yes. homes put their kids on special diets. And they found that most of the behaviors went and they did not regress afterwards. No, that's right. And the other thing I saw on a panorama program was where they were dealing with um, mindfulness and meditation. And they had children, very young children with ADHD, and they tried all these different things, including uh, meditation, which you can imagine with two year olds with ADHD was very difficult. And it took weeks before they could get them to sit for any length of time. But when they did, it made such a huge difference to their behavior. So I think definitely I know 100% you're on the right lines. <laughs> and what's what's awful in life is that so many people suffer for not fitting in in life and, and feeling they're not worthy or good enough, even if it's an unconscious feeling that they can't really voice that this is what they feel. And you can't live your best life if you have this feeling. You know, how do you, how do you feel about this? I recently discovered how important validation was. I knew it was important. I didn't recognize it as to what extent it was important. And so now 
Uh, I mean, I had the other day, I had a wonderful testimonial from a lady just, what, a month ago, who I'd been seeing for about a year. And we got down to validation. And she feels now that she has the right to belong to the human race. She doesn't have to apologize for herself or hide or do any of these things. Why do we not have validation? Sometimes it's the way a parent treats us or what we've inherited. Yeah, that's, that's, um, you're absolutely, it could have come from generations ago that you inherited that, that energy from someone. I have to put it here, other lives. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I, I, and, and no validation, you're always on the wrong foot. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I know with me, I, I, for quite a while in my life, I always felt I didn't, I wasn't quite in the inner circle. I always felt as if I was slightly on the outside of any group of friends I had. And as a child, I was a forces child. So uh, we literally, every few years, we moved on. I had to make another group of friends. Very difficult. Very difficult. And it was only after a while, and I think I discovered some Marissa Peer things, that I realized that ultimately, did I actually feel I was enough to be in these circles? I was coming in as an outsider, and was I worthy of being part of their circle? So I had to do a lot of work on that to, to make, you know, because because we all deserve the best in life. We all deserve to live the most amazing life. So what can you do? What can we do if we do feel that we don't fit in or we can actually voice the fact that we don't think we're enough? Um, what, what can you do? Well, do something about it. Don't just sit on it. Yes. Don't just give yourself an anaesthetic like booze, cigarettes, yes. what drugs, whatever. Yeah. Do something about it. And there's enough people out here with their different forms of healing to really help a person move forward. So there's so many different forms. They're each of them valid. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's so good to see that this is now becoming mainstream. Yeah. So, so, so what do you do? Um, if you feel like an outsider, if you were to come to me, I'm mm -hmm. using the tools that I use, I would um, I would find out why. What is the conversation that your unconscious mind is having with your conscious mind, which is often of an entirely different agenda to your yeah. conscious mind and yeah. stuff that might not even be yours, but something mm -hmm. that you've absorbed along the way uh, in, in whatever form. Um, so I find out what that is. First of all, spirit gives it to me. Thank God. And then I check with a little bit of kinesiology, which is muscle testing, to find out if that is true for you. And we can do that online because I teach you how to do it. And I've got people from all over the world who do this. Um, we check if it's correct for you. If it is correct for you, I get rid of it for you. It takes a few seconds. That's all. Then we come back. We check again with kinesiology and find out if it's gone. If it hasn't gone or only partially gone, I find out what all the supporting beliefs and um, brainwashing there is to have this. And one by one, I go through it until the whole lot comes down like a pack of dominoes. That, that's how you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. We should say here, shouldn't we, that... Not many of our hang-ups may come from our parents, 
but we're not blaming parents here. We, we've both been parents and we know what a difficult job it is. And I yes. think parents do the best they can do with the tools that they have at the time and the situation they're in at the time. But we don't have to carry that for the rest of our lives. No. We can move forward. Um, it, it's, yeah, I mean, you work with lots of different people in lots of different situations. And as you say, there's so many different um healing modalities that you have how do you choose the right one for the right person well what I do is connect with their soul so so um I'm talking to that person's uh what makes that person live essentially we're not here without our souls it's not like Pinocchio with the soul as a little voice in the back of your head you are part of your soul which is great and wonderful So I talk with that soul and you are part of that conversation. You're not uh, um, under any spell or anything like that. You're including it in it. You you take part in it. Uh, And we find out exactly what's going on. And then uh, and I'm just led in the right direction. So how do I find it? I ask spirit. And then I've had enough practice to know where things go. Yeah. Uh, once we've found a few leads uh, and know all the all the things, the terrible things we tell ourselves. Yes. I, I have no I, right to exist. It, I, I should not exist. I don't deserve to exist, yeah. whatever it is. And anyway. I always say to people that I speak to, don't speak to yourself in a way you wouldn't speak to a good friend. Yes. But you've got to remember, if you've got this, in your unconscious mind, bubbling away, trying to make itself felt, you're going to get knee-jerk reactions if you don't address it directly because it's like a chasm waiting for you to fall into. And I know that sounds fairly dramatic, but it it is what happens. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's, It's sad to see so many people who don't address things and, and really reach old age and they're never, they've, reached their full potential they've never reached full happiness and yeah. we know that it's it's very easy to do now I know that you developed something called the Stanford healing process yeah could you tell us a little bit about that it's an extension of theta healing um and it is to clear people's energies because I came across not only the God question God doesn't love me God doesn't exist I do, I reject God because God has betrayed me whatever it is. Um, I need uh, what happens when you do that when you reject the life giving energy is you wander over into the negative energies yeah okay and again we have to <laughs> it sounds dramatic but it's my job to clean that up and that's where the Stanford healing process comes in Fantastic. and so I clean it up I remove all attachments to the negative energies I remove anything that might be living inside you thinking you're a good home yeah. uh, <laughs> I put you back in touch with yourself I look at the reasons for why you might have done that wandering and get that right to prevent you do it again and sometimes it takes two or three efforts to to do it and people feel so much better after that is done for them and this is something I had to find out through my clients and it is extraordinary how many people need it perfectly lovely people really nice people have wandered over yeah yeah it's um 
It is incredible, isn't it? And some very successful people as well. Oh, yes. Just because you're successful, it doesn't mean you're happy. Quite often people have some deep-rooted beliefs that are making them unhappy. Well, it's not just that. It's having a foot in both camps to make sure that you can do the best you can. So you're you're hedging your bets. Mm, Yes. (laughs) For success. For for success. That's quite uh, common. Yes, yes. Um, It's amazing to hear how you went through your own journey and how you work with other people. But who's helped you on your journey into this whole world of healing? So many people, so many. I I, uh, I started the homeopath and realised how valuable that was. Uh, I uh, at roughly that time I joined up with a spiritual association and gradually I was with them for twenty years, which I ended up as trustee. Um, and what I learned there and the people that were there and people all along the way. So no particular, I've had a couple of mentors along the way. Yeah. And then you have to move on to the next one. And then you become your own mentor because you speak directly. Yeah. And the other thing is that when you speak through another person, you are always seeing things through their per- perception and not through yours. So at some point you have to go solo. That's yeah. my understanding. Or I had to go solo. Yes, yes. And going back to the the whole spirit thing, I love speaking to people who speak to spirit. And I've been told many times when I've gone to spiritual fairs, oh, you're a healer. And and I go, no, I'm not. Oh, you are. Of course you are. You know. Of course you are. You would not be doing this if you were not a healer. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. But I just love how that whole thing works. Can you sort of explain a little bit more? I'm going to have to come and have a treatment with you, I think, so that I can. (laughs) Well, Okay, first of all, you don't need to leave your brains at the front door to believe in this sort of thing. We were not given our brains and our intellect in order to just throw them out of the window. Okay, it's all part of you. How do you do it? You have to practice. Children, small children have it naturally. And you often see them gazing at you. What they're doing is looking at your aura. They have it talked out of them. Yeah. They, they, as we get older, we have it talked out of them. And we've got to look at what the scientific evidence is. And science is wonderful, but it it doesn't have the half of it. If you start looking at quantum mechanics, then you get a better idea. And if you look at the people who deal with that sort of mathematics, you'll find that often they feel there's got to be a governing force. There's got to be something that that allows all of this to happen. And, you know, we can't see the air, but where would we be without it? Yeah, yeah. We can't see electricity. We can't see 3G, 4G, 5G, but it all works. Where would we be without it? So, you know, um, so I went around trying to gather evidence against it. And I did this for many years. Like, you know, oh, yeah, wishful thinking, wishful thinking. And I, I remember even turning up at a university party with a with a with a, an, a philosophy book under my arm, sitting in a corner reading it, <laughs> which was very antisocial of me. But, you know, you understand or I understood after a bit that there is a solid body, body of knowledge that was not made up. And also my first little book by a lady who has long passed over, a lady called Joan Grant. 
I think her books are available somewhere, but not um, not uh, so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I read her little book about, um, I think it was called Many Mansions or something like that. And despite several years of thinking this is all wishful thinking, I felt I'd come home. I felt it in my bones. Um, Just this tiny little book, all those years. And so I I set out to prove it wrong. That's what happened. And then I couldn't. And so I understood that a lot of people bend the truth and hope for something different. And it's not meant with malice, but it it obscures what is. And so I went on my own journey to find out for myself what is. And that has taken most of my life. And I'm yes. always asking, I'm always in conversation, why is this happening? Uh, and what is the reason behind it? And what is the greater good from it? Does it need to happen? Yeah. Does it actually need to happen for someone to get greater learning? Yeah. And I think there's, um, we all have the innate ability to listen to spirit, to our guides. Um, And if you look at indigenous populations in countries like New Zealand, they often go walkabouts to listen to their spirit guides. It's just that we've lost that ability because we're surrounded by white noise. I don't know whether you just heard my washing machine coming to an end and playing a merry tune. Um, But we're surrounded constantly by white noise, which stops us from hearing the messages from spirit. And less like you and many other people, you're blessed with that not just blessed with the ability, but you're blessed with the fact that you've persevered and you've learned and you've precisely. I had to work for it. I had yeah. to work for it. It didn't come. I was the one who couldn't do it. Yeah. And over the years now, I can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and there is so much evidence, as you say. There's an amazing book called The Intention Experiment by, and the author's name isn't going to come to me, is it? But I will put it in the show notes. And she was an investigative journalist who went out to prove that this was all poppycock. And what happened? She found so much evidence that it was real that she couldn't. And she completely flipped the way she worked and and the things that she does. And she does the most incredible exercises now to prove the whole energy thing and the whole how we're all connected and we are just a whole bundle of energy. Um, what is her name? I will put it in the show notes because it's it's Lovely. a fascinating book. It's an absolutely fascinating Lovely. book. Debbie, we are running out of time, but I know you've got a really kind offer um, for our listeners. I will put all the information in the show notes again, but would you just like to tell us your very kind offer? Okay. So if anybody is interested in finding out about themselves and what's it's not scary, let me put it like that. It's not scary at all. Um then contact me through my telephone number and we'll have a half an hour and I'll talk you through it and show you how it is. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. And it's not at all scary. In fact, you will likely leave the conversation feeling much lighter and much happier than, than you have been. So I highly recommend you take Debbie up on her offer because, um, yeah, it's it's amazing. What I will do in the show notes is to put all of your contact info, website, email, phone number, and everything else. And um, Debbie, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity, Jill. Oh, it's so lovely to talk to you. And um, we'll have another chat again very soon. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Check out all the links to the resources mentioned in today's episode and all my freebies in the show notes. See you next time.